Live from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the Ticket Weeknights here with Ashley Scoggin. Uh, new show, Splashly from 3. Splashly from 3. 4-3. Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. Yes, and it's because you're the three-point champion for Husker Hoops. Yes, well, I like to think I'm the best shooter. You know, have to stay confident, right? Well, you proved it yeah, in front of everybody true. at Mid- uh, Midnight true. Madness. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it was Midnight Madness, yeah. Uh, wh- what do you think of the G Herbo concert at Midnight Madness? See, I wasn't there for that long because I know some of his songs, but not all of his songs. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go eat. So Fair. I was like, you know, I stayed for like a few of them, but then I was like, oh, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to just hop out. <laughs> I, I, I have, uh, I've had one burger from the training table. So if you left for training table food, I totally respect it. Cause yeah. it was probably one of the better burgers I've ate in Lincoln. Really? Yes. Really? I'm not their, a big burger guy though. So I'm not their, ordering it often. Their burgers. I don't, I don't think it's the best one. I, have you been to, um, HF Crave before? I have not. I drive past it every day on my way See, home though. That place is so good. We like, have if you if you love burgers you have to go there. We have a glowing review for HF Crave. DP, have you been to HF Crave before? I have not. Oh my goodness. Just two novices. Well, I have to be just as careful though because you know, knock on wood if anything happens, I have to sit out too. We'll take care of you. We will make sure that you're safe. Yes, yes. You know, to do that. So, did you did you catch any of your teammates? I did. I did. You know, look at look at look at women's Sam, basketball go. Sam Hivey and Jazz Shelley were in the house just right before me. Right. I mean, this is kind of a big deal. This yeah. is a big night for us because we've been trying to partner with the women's basketball team for a while. And starting next week, they're going to online see so. see that's the beauty of it now you have football players to bring in you have baseball players to bring in yeah we're working on the volleyball team yeah but you guys are in season and it's there i'm i'm also going to challenge you there you go i'm going to challenge you in the few in the near future to actually do a post game show with me so we'll watch the the, the men's games uh-huh and i'll have you break it down Ooh, okay. You have a break. You can break it down. See, they I can g- do that. Right? Like they get. You can be honest because these listeners know, like they know good basketball when uh-huh. they see it. Yeah. They also know bad basketball. Yeah. Um, if you try to tell them that it's good when it's not, they will yell at you. They'll be like, um, "Excuse me." Yeah, no, that was terrible. Like it's Actually, like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? So, <laughs> um, did you tell coach? Did you tell your coach that you were going to? Uh, be diving into this thing yes i did mm-hmm. and what was the reaction uh he'll come on 
Okay. Yeah, so, tell Chuck, like, look, come on, man. You know. So, you know, I'll I'll get everybody to come on probably. He he deserve like Chuck deserves his own show. Oh yeah. Amy gets Amy gets the the, the flagship station, right? So yeah. There's that, but Chuck's the associate head coach, so right. he's got you know. And he's good at talking. He's a, he's really good at that stuff. So, he'll come on. I'll get him to come on. Yeah, it was you know he and I shook hands and then, <laughs> and, then he, and then he ghosted me and I was like, what is? Well, he didn't ghost me. I just I refused to chase right people to do things it's like come on bro right i I? mean like if you don't want to like you could just say that yeah yeah and he's like no 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 i like he was said he was mad at me for not offering oh oh so he said he was (laughs) mad at you first like for not offering and then i was like well come on you know yeah and he said okay come i came to one of your games one of your early season games he was just talking that talk wasn't he well you know he's he's important now like right. he got the promotion. Yeah. So, you know, I understand. Like I understand. He's got stuff going on and I you mean, guys are on a roll and I mean, like, so does everybody else though. No offense, Coach Love. <laughs> I, I will let you get him. I will uh, I will tell you to I'll, get him. I'll get him to come on for you. No, I want him to come on for you because it's good one, it'll be good radio. But right. the other side of it is, you know, for him to be able to say Yes, I want to do this, or no, I don't want to do this. So he's right, not right, doing right. it for me. I want him to do it for for the women basketball fans. Oh yeah, of course, one hundred percent. Like I, I agree. Like I, uh, you know, uh, I'm not new to this, but <laughs> dag, like I want, <laughs> I want. Like, I'm I'm new to it. You're not. Yeah, what this thing, this thing has the ability to change how people engage you. So right as a as as fans when they come to PVA. Mm-hmm. When you hit a three, it's going to sound different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've noticed that the last time. I for sure noticed that the last time. There, there are some. They went crazy. Yeah. There are some listeners who, like the very first interview you did, and you were talking about your surgeries and, mm-hmm. and, and such. Yeah. And so the guy, that Rick Meyer, one of the guys, Rick Meyer, the guy who uh, from Beatrice Bakery, he said that he was he was calling his friends. And telling them, hey, get on the video stream. If you want to see somebody that has the eye of the tiger, this Ashley girl's got it. Uh-huh. And by that, he was talking, he said, listen, stuff happens to people. And oh, yeah. it beats all the, them. All it, the time. Like, it beats them. Yeah. But you managed to figure out a way to not have it beat you. Oh, yeah. Which, well, I, I had to if I wanted to play at the level I wanted to play at. Well, that's the part. Right. Like that, that that injuries happen to a lot of people. Not everybody get through it and not everybody gets past it. Well, and that's just I think that's just adversity in a nutshell. I mean, it could be grades, it could be personal life, it could be all sorts of things that I think like some people if they really wanted to, like I think they really would at the end of the day, but it just comes down to you know what they want. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want to let it beat me, so I didn't. But that, but that is that puts you in an elite category. Oh yeah. Um, it's interesting. So we had Kenzie on from uh, the gymnastics team, and mm-hmm. she's had four. She had four surgeries before her first meet at at Nebraska. Oh no. So they did a feature on her, and like I didn't know her story. Yeah. I was like Kenzie, wait, you're a gangster like that. Yeah. That f- all low, all lower body, like knees, ankles. Uh-huh. feet i was like what is achilles like she popped her achilles oh my goodness and 
she won the 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 vault at their at their meet uh-huh. last week. Like they won their first meet, Good and she's for her. and she's the, like their best all around mm-hmm. gymnast. Like yeah. for every, I'm like, okay, Kenzie, you're a badass. Like yeah. that. Like I thought. Like I figured, you're, it's tough to do what you do anyway. Uh-huh. Like I know if you ask me to flip, uh, no, <laughs> no, right? Yeah, yeah, not happening. You, yeah, you ask me to fling myself over two or three bars and then backwards and then forward again. No, I couldn't do that either. No, but I also could not go through the surgeries that you went through and then the chaos that you went through from it, mm-hmm. and still be able to perform. At a power five level every day. Yeah. That's, look, Ashley, that's, that's bananas. It is bananas. Sometimes I really don't know how I did it, to be honest with you. So for the folks who, di- who didn't hear your interview and don't know your story, tell them the injury story. Tell them how, what, like, the, let's go through, we got 15 minutes. Let's go through the full process of the first injury to the last injury in the recovery. Okay, so first injury I ever went through, I tore my left ACL um, summer of 2015, and I did not play my senior year, so I had surgery on my left for the first time then. Um, Took a gap year, and then I went to Slick in 2017, and in six games, I tore my right ACL. And luckily, it was not seven games because if it was one more game, I would have not got my year back, which is crazy to think about. Um, and so then I had surgery, and immediately right as that happened, I knew I tore it. I was like, "Yeah, it, I'm done." And so then um, had surgery and everything like that. Uh, got cleared in like June, sometime around then, like six six and a half months later. Um, went to go play for the first time and my knee had popped. So I was like, you know, that's a little funky. That should not happen. Yeah. The whole casual knee popping story. Yeah, like, And like, it was crazy though, because like it was a big thud, but it was not painful. So like, I didn't, I didn't it's a really, clunk. Yeah. It's a clunk. It was a, it was a big like curb clunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I was like, well, it didn't hurt though. Like I just like got up and just walked it off. Like I just walked it off like a normal person that's not normal walk. that that's not normal ashley that's I not know normal it's not normal that, but that's, that's just normal. what i did that's not normal because like in my mind i was like ain't no way i just like redid something in my knee so i was like you know what? i'm gonna just get up like a gangster and just walk it off right okay that's you know, i'm gonna just thug it out that's, that's basically fair. what i thought that's fair and then um went through this whole process with my surgeon who had done my saint the left knee and um took him like three weeks to like order an mri because it wasn't getting better and um i could still play and everything like that so around the time i saw my first surgeon it was like two weeks before i went to slick and he told me i was fine so i was like all right i'm gonna just go to school rehab i'm fine i'm fine rehab and everything like that and so that's what i did so for the next three months i practiced and played with my team and then we started going to, like, games and jamborees and stuff like that. And, like, I wasn't 100%, but, like, I could still do stuff. And so, like, we had went to a jamboree in Colorado. My knee had popped three times when I was there. And I was like, well, he told me I was fine, so I'm going to just keep playing. Did you know that he was wrong? At the time, I knew something was wrong. Like, I felt it, but 
I trusted what his opinion was because he did so well on the first one. Okay. So I was like, okay, I, he told me I was fine. So I'm going to just keep thugging it out. Like I was thugging it out. Like that's just how I thought of it. And, um, so then we went back to slick, played another game and he gave out one more time. And I was like, it's not me. There's something wrong. Like there has to be something seriously wrong with my knee for it to keep doing that. So we got another opinion and that day I had called my previous surgeon still to this day has never called me back, never left any type of message. How long ago was this? Uh, almost four years ago. And they and like just ghosted you. Just totally ghosted, ghosted me. <sighs> ghosted me. Yeah, that was crazy. And so <laughs> I was like, well, obviously if you knew you had messed up from the start, of course you wouldn't call me back. Of course, like what happened would i could see why you know all that happened but we got a second opinion went to go get another mri another x-rays went to go see my new surgeon he's the orthopedic surgeon for the utah jazz and i had kind of told him the story and okay like okay here's the process of it all and he was like are you sure you just didn't retear and i was like honestly i have no idea but like there could be a possibility it was messed up and so he at first thought it had to be a two-part surgery because if the drill hole that that my previous surgeon used was remotely in the same area he would have to pack it in with bone first and then do the acl portion later after that healed so to let it calcify so it yes it, okay yes okay. he went in for surgery did not even use my previous drill hole because it was completely out in left field did not even use it drilled a complete new one because my ACL was put in at the complete wrong angle and was going to fail regardless of when I started playing again. Did he refill the previous hole? Yes. So you had to heal from another surgery and the calcification of the bone? Yes. At the same time? Okay. Yes. Okay. And all along with that, I also had my meniscus had to be repaired because I had two tears in my medial and my lateral. Did they meniscus. shave it? Did they trim it? Did they, they remove? They sutured it. They sutured it. They sutured it. Okay. My so, knee, my, both my knees are not hurting. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they put, well, luckily it was a different, it was a certain type of tear. Okay. Which they were more horizontal. If they would have been vertical, he would have had to take it out, which is crazy that they were horizontal because now I basically have my whole meniscus. And if it was one way or the other, I would not have it. It would just be bone on bone. So <laughs> then what's that recovery? So the recovery time for that one basically took me a whole year to get me like physically into shape, um, knees to where they could withstand practice every day, contacts, you know, all that type of stuff. I started practicing uh, without contact. I think I it was 11 months 11 or 12 months after the fact because I also had to have um with that meniscus repair mm -hmm. there was like a 60% chance that it wouldn't heal all the way so kind of think of it like a donut like the inside of that donut didn't heal all the way but mm -hmm. everything else around it did so he had to go back in one more time and just put like two little stitches in my meniscus and then that was like a month a month and a half of time so i didn't fully play i had surgery november 7th 
I played the next year, November 17th. Again, I repeat, my knees are hurting just thinking of going yeah. through going through basketball drills. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's let's set the table. So this we're talking to Ashley Scoggin. This will be her weekly slot. She'll be able to come in and t- and talk. She'll have conversations with coaches, with players, with other athletes. Um, at some point, we got to meet mom and dad. We got to meet. We got to yeah. have your sister call. We got to yeah. you know. We got to have all those conversations. Whoa, we'll have some fun, right? Yeah. Um, you guys know that we are live, so you can get on the starter him and text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. If you want to call in and say hi, you can do that. Um, the live video streams are up: Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, so you can communicate in those chat rooms. Now, a year in recovery. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Uh, physically, definitely my body was adjusting to a lot at the time. Um, because my first game, I played two minutes. Probably a minute, minute, half, two minutes. Um, because I traveled with them. They, we were on a road trip in New Mexico and in Texas. Mm. And I had not played before then. And they had already had like probably seven games, I think, by that time. Um, and so I traveled with them because that was kind of the time that I would be cleared. So she was like, well, we need you because it's like the toughest competition we're going to be playing all year. So I was like, all right. So I went, um, and first game, two minutes, second game, 15 next tournament. I played on, I played every minute. So I went from like literally nothing to everything in the matter of a week. I'm trying to remember if 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 Slick had therapists on on staff. They do. Like we had like an athletic trainer mm-hmm. and whatnot, and she well, it was a different guy at that time. Um, but he helped me throughout the whole time I was out, and then um, Casey, which is the trainer that's currently there, she yeah. helped me with all of my rehab, prehab, all that type of good stuff. So, but she didn't travel. And and it's not the same as Nebraska's medical oh, staff. No, no offense to Casey, but no. No, no. no. So, uh, again, the texters are asking. We're talking to Ashley Scoggins, women's basketball team. We're going through the multiple surgeries just to get back on the floor at JUCO. Mm-hmm. And then the process is difficult in itself. Oh, yeah, definitely mentally taxing. There were days where I was like, this is really tough. Like, do I really want to do this? I never really thought like, oh, do I really want to do this? But I definitely thought like, dang, this is going to be, this is going to have to like, this is going to be a grind. Like, it's a day-to-day, like, not easy. You can get bored of doing the same things. Um, I mean, because for so long you get, you have like kind of phases that you have to go through for all your rehab, all of your degrees of healing exactly flexibility strength all that stuff there's so many phases and throughout those phases like you do you can do the same thing every day like that gets boring that can get real boring real fast so like i had to like kind of switch my mindset in terms of like from the first time i tore my acl which was like very hard for me mentally because i was like this is like one of the worst things that's ever happened to me i'm not playing anymore it's first time i haven't played in my life um and so the first one definitely prepared me for all the ones that I had to endure on the right one for 100%. Uh, 
Um, and I think like I learned a lot about myself in terms of like, how tough do I really want to be? Can I really do this? I wanted to kind of prove to myself that like I can do it. So like those days where it was like, dang, I'm doing the same leg lift. I'm doing the same balancing exercise. Like I just kind of thought like, I'm going to just get 1% better every day and I'm a, I'll be good. But you were. Yeah. You I were. Did. Even if it didn't seem like you were, you were. Yeah. Even though, even though there were times where I was like, I kind of felt like I had a setback that day. I was like, well, I'm going to just learn from it. I'm going to get over it. I have tomorrow. So I really, I tried to stay like as positive as possible because once those negative thoughts start to creep in, it's not fun. That does not help. So who was the most important person outside of yourself in getting through this? Was it, was it, was it, my, was it, was it your parents? Was it your, the trainer? Was it your roommate? Like what, who, what was it? I don't know if I'm able to say one person or a few people in particular because I had a lot of people in my corner that I had a very small circle. Like my teammates were like constantly asking, hey, like how was rehab today? Hey, like how's your knee feeling? Like and that stuff, I think for people that have been out for so long or who are going through injuries for the first time is like very like reassuring that, okay, like I'm on the right track like somebody cares I'm not just like dealing with this alone um because I do know like some people like that I've talked to that have like gone through injuries they're like it didn't feel like anybody really cared what I was going through because you're isolated yeah you're very isolated you're not with the pack yeah you're not with the pack anymore no (laughs) and like I definitely learned like how to be alone through that process even though I still had like so many people that wanted to see me like get out of that well, I mean, if it's sincere about how you approach it, mm-hmm. people are going to root for it. Right. Like, you find out that people, okay. Yeah. If you BS and people are real, don't want to be around yeah. it. But if you're really working at it and you want this thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to ask this thing because there's the implication that women athletes aren't tough. What oh, do you say to that? That's false. Okay. Well, that's why I'm, that's that's why I'm bringing some, it up. That's some BS right there. Well, I mean, but that again, most people don't know the story. I think like sometimes obviously like women get depicted to be seen as like a certain thing or have like a certain image, but sometimes I've seen some men not to be very tough at all. <laughs> well, I mean, like th- they'll a- they'll be like, "Oh, my ankle hurts." I'm like, "Okay, so my knee hurts. What are you going to do about it?" Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that comes from a certain place. We'll throw it to break, and when we come back, we'll address where I think you get some of your strength from, and I think you would agree. I'm going to ask you to talk about your parents when we come back. Ooh. You're listening to Ashley Scoggin on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to The Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back on a Tuesday night, uh, 93.7 The Ticket Weeknights. Tonight's diva, Husker basketball, Ashley Scoggins. The show will be called Splashly for Three. Splashly. <laughs> if you were in PBA, it'd be like Ashley Scoggins. For three. So the guy that does the P- the, the P- public announcing for your games uh-huh. used to be he used to work here until oh, really? like literally like two weeks ago. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So Connor was Connor was around. Like Connor helped build the station. 
He does a good job. Yeah, he helped build the station. So, you know. Well, shout out to him. Yeah, we you look, we we miss him. He's working in Omaha and we're rooting for him, but he's 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 not he's not with us anymore. He's still family. He oh, just, okay, okay. You know, he just, you know, got married and moved out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Yeah, bye. You know, no, it just he, well, we understood it. It's driving yeah. from Omaha every day. Right. Like I love sports radio. I'm not sure I would drive <laughs> I'm not sure I would do that every day. But that's just me. That's just me. So we left off you you go through the process, you go through the injuries, you go through the chaos, and then you reach a point where, okay, it's almost time to come back playing again. Mm-hmm. But you don't get there without support. Right. Like, it's it's not possible. I know your parents' story. I know their story, and I know your family story. Please tell your listeners your family story because this is – it, my jaw hit the floor the first time you told it. So, um, Well – to start off, my parents are obviously my biggest supporters. Well, you know, my whole family is. Um, and they really helped me get through a lot of the obstacles I've had to face um, myself. And that also comes from how tough and gritty they are. Um, why? <laughs> and the reason why, well, my mom is just a really hard nut to crack like you can't crack her like even if you tried i don't think you could and my dad is definitely the same way um what do they do they crush rock for a living (laughs) and my dad's been doing that since he was born because his dad had done that um and basically what that means is you are outside when it's rainy cold blistering hot like it does not matter what the weather is and you have to like crush the rock and obviously they have equipment for that it's Mm. not like manual like oh i'm gonna just you know hit the rock or whatever but um i learned how to run equipment i learned how to shovel i learned how to you're that young lady yeah so you were you're like the modern day flintstones you could you they work in the gravel pit. You could say you that. <laughs> I'll have to show you a video because you have to share it. You should I, share the video. I will share the video because what kind of machinery do you run? Um, well, I would run the well. I can do two of them. One of them I'm not great at, but I the one I'm really good at is the front end loader, which is a 988B, which the tires are taller than you, so they're probably like seven, eight feet tall. Like, and run. how do you get into it? Um, you climb. Using the tire? You use a ladder. (laughs) It has a ladder on the side, well, on both sides of it. Um, And you climb up and you get in and you... How much does it look? Um, Well, I think... I don't remember how many yards the bucket is, but it's it's huge. It's a a lot. Okay. Like, the equipment that we have, like, if you had a regular-sized dump truck that you see kind of, like, on the roads here in Lincoln, it would take two scoops. To fill that up. Okay. Okay. But to, give, uh, to give you a little image. Were they were they both athletes? Yes, they okay. were both athletes. Okay. Both um, basketball or something else? Um, my dad ran track and field at uh, Utah State, and he. He's an Aggie. Yep. He's an Aggie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Oh, sorry. BYU. I'm oh, sorry. he's a Cougar. Okay, that's he's it. He's a Cougar. He's a Cougar. I'm so sorry. I was thinking he's blue, and they're both blue. Yeah, light blue, head. baby blue. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um. 
but he went to BYU for a year, then went on a mission um, after that, and then he came back and worked. Um, he did not graduate or anything like that. Um, neither did my mom, but she w- played basketball at Umqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon, um, which is from our current house, probably like two hours. How far from what's the what's this? How far from Portland? Uh, Portland, I think it's like four. So you're on the other side of the state. You're li- really on the other side of the state. Well, where are where they work at right now, and kind of like we have like a cabin that we've stayed in. Like that's where I went for Christmas. Mm. Um, it's like from Eugene. It's I think like an hour maybe. Okay. From Eugene. Okay. Okay. Or so. So so you have these athletic. Is that where they met? They were in college. Is that? Well, my parents story my parents are 20 years apart i'm pr- i think i've told you that before mm-hmm. but they don't know that yeah. um they are 20 years apart and they well my dad knew but she played basketball in college yes okay all right yes so the entire family is just athletes yes yep even i think my my uncles were athletes my aunts were athletes kind of our whole family were athletes so, so. you make it back on the court at, at Salt Lake Community College. Yep. Right. So, okay. You know, the work, we think the hard work is done, but it's, it, not. it's, it's not done. <laughs> Talk about your time as a Bruin. I loved my time as a Bruin, even though I wasn't playing the whole time. Yeah. Like, I obviously, like, being there is it is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you don't get money like you do here. You don't mm-hmm. get, you know, a lot of the resources that you have here I did not have. Um, so I had to make very little work, but I really you made none work. Oh, I well, no, no, I no, mean, let's, let's. <laughs> I mean, you, I, yeah, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to make the little nothing work. So I, I just did. <sighs> um, but my time there was really, really good. Um, I enjoyed every part of it, even though like it not all the time was pleasant, but. You know, it was, it was pretty fun to say the least. How, talk to me about the difference between the levels of talent at Salt Lake Community College and the University of Nebraska. Uh, well, you can't compare them. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot compare them. Uh, right. Um, I mean that's at like every sport here. Obviously, mm-hmm. we like we have so- we had soccer at Slick and stuff like that, but um. Yeah, the talent is just <laughs> you can't compare the two. So, so how did you get out? Like, what was it that was a difference maker for you? Um, I think obviously I'm one of the bigger ones to come out of Slick, other than my teammate Awa, which she's at Rutgers right now. Okay, so um, you're gonna play? You play them? Yes, I play them. I'll actually see her in a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> So it's like, hey girl, we yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I haven't. I love her, but yeah. um, yeah, um, the talent, the talent is definitely like different, but also like bigger, taller, faster, okay. stronger. Okay. Um, but I think what separated me from being able to get out was, um, obviously like you have to stand out from the crowd. And me as a player, 
I try to do that in my best way possible from that being my first year back. So I kind of, I made my own um, highlight film. I actually have it like on my Instagram. That's so funny. And I made it and I sent out emails because I also went through a time where COVID became a thing and my recruiting process was not normal. Right. (laughs) So like I really, not only like I had to self-advocate for myself coming out of high school, but I had to self-advocate from Slick too. Slick also gave me the chance to like be able to send game film and like, you know, Coach Marcy was there and, you know, calling to people and whatnot. But, like, I was like, well, if you want something, like, you have to go get it. Did, did you did you so, re- did you have – how did Nebraska become a target? Um, well, I don't think they were initially a target to begin with. I never really thought of coming to school here in my entire life. I would have never thought to come to a state – that's called the Cornhuskers. Like, who? Th- we you know, all whatever. end up how we end up yeah, here. I know. Like, like, <laughs> like, we I all end up here. But I also said the same thing about Utah. So that to be that fair, that is true. That is fair. true. I mean, it is the land of the Mormons over right. there. Right. To, to be so, fair. Yeah. Um, but I was just going through a list, and I looked at kind of like the top schools in each. Um. Oh my goodness, I can't think of the word. I cannot think of the word. Each conference. There yeah. we go. Okay. I was about to say country, and I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. Um, so I looked at each conference, and I literally just copy pasted, copy pasted mm-hmm. all the coaches, and I copy and pasted. How many schools did you reach out to? Oh, that's a great question. I right. Have like, no how idea. many emails did I you have to send s- out to get? I probably sent five hundred over. 500. And then, how many did you hear back from? Like, I want to point this out to people because uh, the diligence required, people think it's easy, right? Yeah. No, it's not. Like, you have so much rejection. <laughs> you have so much rejection. Um, I probably heard back from probably 10 at first. Total. Total. Out of the 500. Out of, like, the 500. I, I just I, I just want I just want you to wrap your brain around. But then kind of once I, like, got going and once I, like, heard from people, then it's, like, then it started taking off. Okay. Um, so, like, I started sending emails once we found out that we weren't going to the national tournament. So I created, like, that video. Um, and once I found out that, like, we weren't going, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I had no idea what I was going to do at first. Um, so I was like, well, the only way I can really like get my name out is to send them obviously film and to just say like, Hey, this is who I am. Here's a paragraph about myself. And I had to keep it very short and simple. And I had to like, make sure that like the label at the top of like the CC or whatever was like in all caps, said my whole name, my height, like everything. So they could like see it. Right. right? That's, that's how that works. Because like. Normally, if you just have, like, your name and it's not in bold, it's not in, like, highlighted form or anything, like, they're not going to see it because coaches get thousands of emails every day. They're not going to look. And and, and they, you think it's spam. Yeah, you I, think, like, you're like, oh, I've seen this before, you know, get it off my screen. <laughs> you know, that's, like, what it is. No, seriously. Right, no, I've been on that side of it. So I know how, how, how that works and the fact that you were diligent enough to send out 500 emails and accept the, the rejection from 490. Yeah. I mean, but see, like, the rejection I had I had experienced before in terms of, like, when I got hurt the first time, all my schools dropped me. 
So like. So so who was on who was who was at the table before you got injured? Um. Uh, see, that's really hard because I went through two different recruiting processes and I get confused <laughs> who was who was when. Right. But um, did, I had, So did you play like travel ball, elite ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so you had opportunity. Yes, I definitely had opportunity. And you knew. So did you know you were you were power five division one? Um, I knew I was division uh, division one. OK. But I had a lot of like mid-major schools okay. then okay. Um, coming out of high school. Um, and I think I think. Who was my highest one? I honestly don't remember who my highest one was. What w- what would have been the perfect place? Like what was going to be what was your ideal landing spot originally? I didn't have an ideal landing spot. So originally. you just wanted to play. You didn't I you really just, didn't know. I wanted the fit more than a location or like the name of the school. I want the fit was way more important to me than like going to Oregon. Was like, was Nebraska the biggest name that made the ten? Like the people that responded. Um, Nebraska was my first Big Ten school. Okay. Um, that had responded, and I had a lot of like West Coast schools in like the WAC conference. People that you had probably seen you probably playing seen in, in tournaments, and but such. at the same time, like I was like, "Whoa! If you didn't want me before, why would you want me now?" Type of thing. So like, I was like, "Eh." It's amazing the conversations you have with yourself that have nothing to do with the people. <laughs> like you're just like, why time. would you want me? I don't know. I don't. Why would I want to be here? Well, see, it's true though. Like if I was like, I went through something. I went through a big change, and like I'm a better player now, obviously. But with that being well, that's said, not obvious. But I'm going to take like that's literally. Okay, so let's put a pin there because that's literally the question I would ask you. <laughs> How are you a different player? Because that's we'll, we'll we'll throw it a break. Yeah. When we come back and we close out, you can tell us. I mean, the you say that you're a better player now. With force, with all the surgeries, uh-huh. and all of the rejection. Yeah. You're better now than you were then. Mm-hmm. That leaves a lot to discuss. It does. So we'll talk about that. To Ashley Scoggin. Uh, you're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. Back to The Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. See, Ashley, this is why you need to give, like, we need to have Rico transfer over your music so we could have it. So next week we will uh, have yours. Well, Big Sky. Hold on. You don't like Sunflower? No, I do no, not. No, no offense to Post Malone, but my songs are better. See, well, I, I made these ones. So, okay, okay. did you have a problem with Lunch Money Lewis on the I, last I one? I really did. <laughs> Disrespectful. Do man. you not know me at all? You should like Lunch Money. Do, do you not know me at all, Big Sky? Do you want to? Do you want to know what? Um, okay, so give your roll call for what for what you chose. All right, so I let's chose... see. Let's see how many of them I know and how many. Big you Sky might. Knows. I don't know if you'll know all of them, all right. but uh, it's a. It's a good amount, I guess. Okay. What'd you give them? Um, I have to find it in my notes because I don't remember every single. I have "As Cold as Ice" by Foreigner. I know that. That's my. G- okay, that's that's in my that's in my lane. Big Sky, do you know that one? Because I got ice in my veins, so I thought it would be you know hmm. suiting. Do you know if, if if it's the one where it's like the normal? She's it's as cold as ice. Yes. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I have that one. I have "Every Chance I Get" by DJ. I don't know how you say his last name. Um, 
but you've heard it. I'm pretty. I sure probably know the heard. song, but I don't know the DJ. Yeah. So. Um, I have Unstoppable by Sia. I have Kay. Trophies by Drake. I have Dedication by Nipsey Hussle, and Kay. I have Hots by Young Thug. Okay. So I, 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 I all but one. All but one. Yeah. I, I get it. Big Scott, how many of those do you know? I mean, I've heard of all the artists, but I can't tell you what any of those songs sound like. Okay. All right. You know what kind of music I like, and that's not the kind of music I like. Look, you're from Montana. What kind of music do you like? We don't need to get into it. Yes, we do. <laughs> do you like country? No, 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 no. Uh, I like folk music. So, like, Mumford and Sons. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had a really big song in 2009 they called Little Lion Man. A big song. They've had three big songs, DP. <laughs> They've had The Cave, Little Lion Man, and I Will Wait. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, but... Just as long as you like it, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't force it on anybody. I, I listen to it for myself in my car. <laughs> there you go. I have special playlists for when everyone else comes in my car, <sighs> stops playing that music, we put on. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I kind of understand that because I'm on the aux at the gym all the time, so like I'm in charge of the music duties. Mm. So like I have to have different everything to be able to like you know who picks your pregame music is it, do you guys talk to the dj know. you don't so you don't you guys don't talk to I the dj i have no idea who that see but see he'd be playing the same songs all the time but why don't you say something because i don't really have time to say anything the music should be for you you have time <laughs> i'd have to like see but by the time he gets who, out there who's, who's your who's your director of operations amanda amanda say amanda uh Excuse me. <laughs> some of the songs are good, and then some of them, I'm like, "Why are we playing this?" Yeah, but tell like when I ran teams, this is what you like. You would tell people like, "Tell me what you want to hear." Yeah, that's you do bring up a good point. Yeah, I mean it's for you, right? Like, right, it is you, right? right? I mean, and the fans know the rotation, so they get pretty sick of it too. Yeah. So give them. A I something. have noticed that. Give them something a little different, and they're happy but give them something that y'all can get hyped to now, the fun thing sam and and jazz both said they don't really get hyped before games um see but we have we have three songs that are our locker room hype songs okay what are they let's go um big sky can you can you write these down so we can we can keep track of this it's fight night by migos okay and that's lexus that's song. every that's every basketball team's pre-game you know, you know, hit it with the left, hit, hit it with, with the, the right. right. <laughs> uh, you know, like fight night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that's just, man. Like, I, man, I did. That's a long time ago. At, Slick, like at Slick, it was when. I forgot what the artist's name, though. I'll tell you stories about Slick off air. Um, <laughs> about what they would not allow me to do music wise. Oh, well, oh. of course they wouldn't. I'll, Thanks, I see, Utah. See, but <laughs> I was in charge then, too, and I had to play all clean music. Yeah, it, yeah. We, me and Norma, who used to run it, used to just go yeah, head to Yeah, well, head. of course, like Norma would Norma, be like that. Norma, big sky. Norma is the lady that you see in cartoons who's just like a gym teacher, an angry gym teacher. Yeah, that was normal. She except she ever, ran the facility. Maybe she was angry to you. She oh, she was angry. Oh, she was mad at me all the time. Like, oh, all the time. Because well, we, we had to work around the men's schedule and the girls' schedule. It's uh -huh. like so yeah. whatever your natural schedule is. Right. I had to have a, a a professional team in and out the door. Yeah. Whenever you guys weren't there. Oh, okay. So a lot of times, if she was going to have a, like a scheduled night off, 
Right. She couldn't get it because I'm like, Norma, we need to <laughs> jam. <laughs> yeah. You know, she she'd mumble under her breath and curse well, me out. Well, I don't think I don't I can't remember who's the new person, but she retired. Yeah. Nor, no, she Norma. Norma had been there 20 years when I was there. So if that gives you any idea. Yeah. 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 So there's that. So it's a long time. So, okay. So going forward, one, you know, getting you with your, with your own show. And then as we start to, to cover, we're going to cover, we cover, we do, we do all the men's post game shows. Uh-huh. And we're gonna start doing the women's post game shows. Okay. So we're gonna start covering you guys. Like we're we're like this is family now. So we're gonna get you in. If you want to get in on the post game show for the dudes, you let me know. I'll do that. Like if you want to break down the games, uh, when you guys can do that, uh, we'll get your your take on what you saw. I'll give you give you all that. Yeah. All uh, the good stuff. Coming up next, uh, outside the box, Lincoln Stars with Rocky Russo. Uh, and then after that, nine o'clock, Big Sky will take you to nine thirty, and then at nine thirty, we will re- we will review this game that's currently twenty one seventeen in the first half as Nebraska leads. We will break all of that down for you in the ninety three seven the ticket post game show. Ashley, well done, Big Sky. Thank, thank you, thank you kind sir. Yo, this is just the this is just the first one. A couple weeks from just handing it over. Y'all be good until Rocky gets in here and gets busy.